0: Otherwise known as the Sonse Traveler, I'm here to bring you the latest in active adventure, culinary, and wellness travel as a travel advisor, writer, blogger, and photographer. I'm glad you're here. Welcome back. Uh, This is the fourth episode of the Sansei Traveler, and I'm Janice, uh, the host, uh, Janice Sakata-Schultz. I'm a certified travel advisor, blogger, writer, and photographer. And um, well, as soon as I said stuff about cruises uh, a few episodes back, I think it was actually in my uh, second episode where I said, oh yeah, cruises are going to open. At least the smaller ones were. Well, uh the c d c has basically shut down all cruising um until September thirtieth and so scratch what I said <laughs> that's just how things are that how quickly things are changing um as or uh, not changing i guess is the case um with uh travel and so uh it's you know I think sometimes very hard to uh, give i mean I want to have a news segment. Um, as far as this uh, um, podcast goes, but the problem with travel news is that, especially now, um, something that I say in one broadcast can be completely different in another. So, um, so I will continue to give you guys news, but the problem is, is you know, just understand that it could change. Um, and once I do find out that something I said in a previous uh, episode. Uh, does change, I will go ahead and correct that. So and another thing, too, that I mentioned, uh, were uh, the crews, staff and crew that uh, are still aboard ships. um, That actually uh, is now uh, has been resolved, more or less. Uh, A lot of the Cruise lines have repatriated uh, those who work on cruise ships. The vast majority of them are who are uh, from uh, foreign countries, uh, not the United States or Canada, but uh, from other countries. And some of those countries um, do have uh, restrictions on. Uh, those who have COVID or who have come into contact with those uh, with COVID. So um, a lot of what's been going on with the cruise ships, I think, um, you know, part of the delay of why they may not be uh, sailing right away is because for that is for that reason is the repatriation of their uh, crew and staff. So and so what that means, though, for consumers is, um, we're not quite sure what that you know <laughs> what when things are going to um, actually happen again. I think, as I've said before, uh, you can if you want to think about cruising anywhere, don't think about it until early 2021 when. Um, uh, sailings will take place. That's just my prediction, not based on um, any industry reports or um, expert opinions or even on the CDC. That's just my gut feeling. So and at this point, I think almost my gut feeling is just about as good as anything that could be out there right now. So, so anyway, I kind of wanted to move away from uh, what I normally do as a travel advisor and kind of put more of my bloggers hat on um, and travel writers hat on. Um, just talk to you guys about and this will probably not be a very long episode. Um, but um, my daughters and I went to Chicago uh, a couple of weeks ago now. It was the weekend of July 11th to the 13th, and so we only essentially stayed a weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and uh, really had a good time. Um, I had been to Chicago twice before, once when I was about 12 years old, so that was a while ago, (laughs) and then um, um, the second time in 2010 when I was there for a travel writer's workshop, and I was there on my own. Um, Let's see. The second time, the first time was with my parents and we were just kind of passing through and visiting some friends of theirs. So I wasn't terribly engaged uh, at it at the time. I mean, we drove around town, saw a few things, really didn't stop anywhere. We were just, you know, driving basically and then had dinner with them and then went on our way because we were on a cross-country road trip. The second time I stayed uh, at the, I think it was the Millennium... uh, Let's see, the Millennium Hotel on the Magnificent Mile. I think it's now changed its name and um, uh, did the workshop. Um, what was great about it, though, is that it wasn't a workshop that they they kept us indoors all day. I mean, there was enough time to go explore, to go do things. And so I went up to what's called the John, well, what was called the John Hancock Tower, and is now, I think, called Chicago 360 and, uh, got to see a great view of the city from there. Um, also rode and ran along Lake Shore Drive, which is, uh, kind of the main, I would say the main recreational area of Chicago and, uh, where a lot of people go and have fun and get some sunshine and fresh air and, uh, go for long walks, long runs, bike rides. And, uh, it's just, you know, a great place to be with, you know, great, uh, energy. Although, uh, this time when I went, um, you know, now with COVID, um, what was striking to me when I when we went there was that, um, well, the city over overall, people were wearing um, face coverings and and masks, you know, to protect for protection. When I went to Lakeshore Drive, I would say about, I don't know, maybe about 10 to 20% 20% of people were wearing masks. Everyone else was not. And I understand that because, you know, it's when you're out exercising, especially if you're on a bike or, or really running, Running's the hardest thing to do um, and wear a mask. Um, but uh, I tried to wear one as best I could. I, I just kept getting hot and sweaty and I had to keep pulling it off and toweling off or just kind of mopping my uh, face a bit. <laughs> so because uh, it was very, very hard to do that. But you know, not everybody was running like I was. So it was kind of interesting to see that. And there were a lot of crowds out. It was a nice day. It was probably about 80 degrees and sunny. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people just enjoying a, a nice summer day. But, um, but I think overall, the city of Chicago, people were wearing masks, were doing, you know, what they're supposed to do. So um it, it wasn't, you know, really scary being there. Um, so uh, my daughters enjoyed it. Um, we actually, this time uh, around, we went to the Sears or Willis Tower and did the what's uh, called the Sky Deck. And what it is is there are these four um, glass uh, uh, cube platforms that are facing west on, on the west side of the skyscraper. And uh it, you, you basically wait your turn um, to, in, you know, by party, then go out to these plat, one of the four platforms. And what they do is they uh, wipe it down, they clean it, every, you know, every person who goes in there. So if you're <laughs> afraid of, you know, people, many people parading through these little glass cubes and, um, you know, possibly leaving covid uh spread behind um that's not the case i mean the the people there the staff there make sure that each each visitor will have a clean platform to stand on um and because yeah it is you know not many people visiting or you know with travel um you know just not being uh as as popular right now um going to the uh uh, sky deck was actually it, it didn't take any time at all I mean we didn't stand in any line um, going up to the elevator and then you actually have to have to take three elevators to get to the actual sky deck itself um, it's uh, it, it, it took a little bit of time but it wasn't like when um, my family and I went to the Empire State Sp- Empire State Building in New York a few years ago, where we had to wait in a super long line and big crowds and, you know, also do kind of the multi-elevator thing before we got to the uh, top observation deck of the uh, Empire State. Uh, This was very different. I would say there was, I I would say only about three dozen visitors um, at the very top floor. And um, the experience itself is not that bad. Um, you know, it looks super scary before you step onto the platform. But once you're on the platform, it's, you know, you you feel pretty safe. Unless you get, unless you're prone to vertigo, which one of my daughters was. And she stepped on there for maybe about three seconds and then stepped right out. And nothing, nothing, you know, bad against her. It's just that, you know, I think she just felt a little bit scared. But my other daughter uh, uh, was fine. And so was I. So, um, so that was actually, I think, a must do when you go to Chicago. Another must do, um, is Lake Shore Drive and the Navy Pier. Although when we went to the Navy Pier, um, it was on a Monday. It was the Monday before we were about to leave. And, um, you know, the Navy Pier is actually, uh, it's, I think in normal circumstances, it's, uh, probably one of the highlights to, uh, see in Chicago, um, but because they have a little amusement area with a big uh, fer- ferris wheel and a few other rides um, and uh, you know a really beautiful atrium with uh, plants and then of course a shopping arcade or shopping center below and when we went um, just a little afternoon uh, on a Monday, um, it was not uh, all the stores were not open. I would say about one third of the stores were, um, the atrium was open and the arcade or the, um, I'm sorry, the amusement area was not, um, just a word of warning too. Um, uh, right now they had construction going on and I ended up parking in a wrong place where we actually w- walked through the construction site, even though the uh, workers didn't you know, seem to mind that we did that. Um, if you go there, at least right now, uh, as of July 20, um, sorry, July 2020, and, you know, encounter this construction, um, I would say, if you have a car, park uh, closest to the shore, uh, which would be, I guess, uh, use the west parking, because if you use the east parking, you come out, you face this construction, and then you're kind of toward the end of the pier, where you, you see... The uh, view of Lake Michigan, which is great, but there's really not much there. (laughs) And so what ended up happening is that we ended up walking back uh, from the end of the pier, which would say I would say is about a half a mile, it was really just, you know, hot already. And, um one of my daughters was, you know, getting, you know, kind of cranky. And we just said, Okay, well, let's just try to get to where we can get some food and drink. And so we did. And that was that ended up being, you know, where the food court and the shopping center was. So, and there I got some Garrett popcorn, which is, uh, something that's very Chicago. Um, you, uh, it's a mix of cheddar cheese popcorn and caramel corn, which sounds really weird, but it actually tastes great. So I recommend getting that. And I think you probably get it at other places besides Garrett. Um, so, and, uh, I would also recommend there instead of getting it in a in a bag which you know after a few days can get stale if you can try and get it in a tin because then your popcorn will probably stay fresher that way so uh, another recommendation another must do is try as much Chicago kind Chicago food um, as you can Um, we had the deep dish pizza um, which I guess the traditional way is to it's 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 the deep dish Uh, where you have cheese on the bottom and you have sauce on the top and in between uh, you have your um, toppings. And I guess in a lot of cases uh, you just, uh, I guess the main Chicago way of having this pizza is just having sausage. But what we ended up having was sausage, pepperoni, and um, let's see, I think it was like a spinach mix, which I think was the spinach ricotta mix. And uh, it was very, very good. And uh, we got it from a uh, restaurant called Lou Malnati's which is a uh, Chicago area or Chicago land as they call it chain um, as is Giordano's and we ended up just going to Lou Malnati's not because it was the best it was just the one that was closest to where we were at the time (laughs) and and we ended up actually getting it to go um, which is pretty much what we did for everything uh, that we did in Chicago we wanted to make sure that we were going to stay safe um, not eat inside at any restaurant. Although, you know, there, many restaurants did have the outdoor option. Um, and, um, also the, of course the takeout option. So that's what we decided to do just so that we could, you know, maximize our, our health and safety. Um, so the whole re, oh, and then the fourth, um, one more thing, the fourth must do that you have to do in Chicago is, uh, Take the architectural boat tour. Now, there's a couple of companies um, that do this, but the one that we did was one called Chicago's First Lady. And um, we only, I think, chose this place, chose this one because um, it was uh, just right there, right, I would say, a block, two blocks maybe from our hotel. And it was just easiest to get the tickets there. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the Chicago boat tour companies, which all, you know, go along the Chicago River, um, go up the, go down, go down the main part of it, the main branch, and then, uh, then either head north, and then turn around, and then head south, and then turn around. Uh, There's two branches uh, of the Chicago River. And what they do is they uh, talk about the architecture of the city. Um, It's, Chicago is one of those great architectural centers of the United States, um, showing all sorts of architectural styles. Um, and the thing is, is um, I think the the guide that we had uh, really uh, just went very quickly <laughs> with each of the um, buildings uh, that we saw and all the architectural styles. And so at a, at a point, or several points uh, along the um, along the uh, tour we were confused as to which building she was talking about so if you go on one of these tours hopefully you'll get a guide who can really point out the architecture you know maybe explain some of the styles of the architecture not not just say this is neoclassical or art deco or whatever so but uh, it was a great way to see the city um, it, it's just a, a just an amazing place. Um, just a lot of fun. I think some of the other things that I probably would have liked to have done was maybe uh, maybe seen some jazz or blues, um, going to you know, a, a club or um, place that would play those although I, I'm not sure if that's frankly going on right now because of COVID. But um, Probably it would have been great to see like, you know, a gangster tour because of course Chicago has a lot of that type of history of crime and organized crime and um, just, uh, you know, all the um, illegal things that happened during, uh, (laughs) you know, mostly I think in the early 20th century. So that would have been, you know, interesting to see. Again, I'm not sure if that's that was quite going on because we didn't check into that. But the thing is, is um, my daughter, uh, my younger daughter, uh, may be going to Chicago for school. And that's the whole reason why we went there. And we did debate whether or not to go there. The thing is, is that um, we are not, I mean, being in Colorado, we're not one of the states that had, um, I guess, the uh, unfortunate hotspot status that I think, I think 14 or 15 states had, um, so that if you did go to Illinois and did go to Chicago, you would have had to self-quarantine for 14 days. So that was, I mean, I it wasn't something that they enforced. But I think that, you know, if we were flying there, and if we had to fly there, um, you know, we would have followed that as best we could. It's really hard to do that though when you don't have a place to stay for the long term. If you have to stay in a hotel, um, I could frankly could not imagine staying in a hotel room for 14 days um, or a rental for that matter. That would just add up like crazy. So, so luckily, again, we you know being from Colorado, we were not one of the you know um, visitors or uh, when uh, coming from the states that had to do that. Um, the city itself, I don't think has, I mean, um, I think the city itself does not have um, a high uh, increases of COVID. Um, I don't think the state does either. But because it is one of the most populous states in the country, um, there are high numbers there or have been um, high uh, numbers of cases. So we were very concerned about going. We debated whether or not to cancel our plans. But in the end, we decided, well... We'll just be super safe, you know, wear our masks everywhere, distance, you know, wherever we can, and, um, you know, always wash our hands, and uh, just try to, um, you know, just not get into situations where we're going to be in big crowds. And so um, that's, you know, part of the reason why we decided to do the takeout wherever we could, um, and uh, just... Uh, try to not um, go to places with that you know we we knew that we're going to be you know jam packed. Um. Like the boat, for instance, Um, they made sure that uh, people distanced there very well. Uh, We actually sat in the very front of the boat on the lower deck um, because it actually had shade. But it was actually a good place to also distance from other people. So, Because there was only about maybe five people um, with us in these uh, row of chairs that were just ahead of us. And it all worked out just fine. So um, let's see. And I did have a rental car in Chicago, um, which was a bit expensive. I mean, the the rental itself was not expensive. But because we stayed at the Embassy Suites at the Magnificent Mile, which was probably about, a, I think, a block away from the hotel I stayed at back in 2010, um, I did have to pay for parking. The parking was about $50 uh, uh, each night. So again, if you can avoid getting a rental car... It's best, but I thought that you know getting the rental was was better in our situation because we wanted to drive to uh, the two campuses that uh, my daughter uh, is considering uh, applying to for next year. So, so I thought it was worth it. And It was actually nice to have some flexibility with where we went as well. Um, I would say the fifth must do in Chicago would probably be going to a baseball game, especially at. Wrigley Field but uh, nobody can see baseball right now (laughs) Um, even though baseball is going on and uh, they've played several games teams have played several games now Um, however as of today which is July 27th um, I found out that uh, um, I guess about 14 players and coaches on the Miami Marlins have tested positive for COVID Um, they just play ended up playing the Philadelphia Phillies so, and who knows if those players have it or were, were, you know, had contra- have contracted it, but um, I don't know what that means for baseball. I mean, I've gotten very excited about baseball <laughs> and maybe some people think that's kind of r- ridiculous and insensitive, but I'm going to take a stand here and just say, I'm glad that they were able to start the season. Of course, I want all the players to be safe and healthy. Um, if that could have been insured, I am 100% for it. But maybe with this new incidents happening incident happening with the Miami Marlins, maybe it, it can't happen. And if they decided to um, cancel the rest of the season, I could completely understand that. I might be a little unhappy <laughs> or disappointed about it. But Um, the players' health and safety and those of their families come first. And, um, you know, we'll just, I guess, wait till next year and see what happens then. So someday, especially if my daughter should go to school in Chicago, someday I will go to a game at Wrigley Field, um, hopefully see the San Francisco Giants play the Cubs, and uh, (laughs) we'll see where it goes from there. So, So that was just my quick uh, take on Chicago the five things that you should definitely uh, think about doing Uh, go to the Sears Willis Tower Uh, take a boat tour of on the Chicago River you know the architectural boat tours Um, go have some food oh the other thing that we actually had with Chicago food was the Chicago beef that was very good too so that was at Portillo's so um, I'll mention all the places that uh, that we went to um, in the show notes, and uh, you can uh, check them out there. So, so sorry about, I just threw that in at the last minute. <laughs> um, number four, go to the Navy Pier. And Number five, go see a Cubs game at Wrigley Field. Um, or go see a White Sox game at uh, Comerica Park, although I'm not a big American League fan, so that's why I didn't recommend it. <laughs> Anyways, so... Uh, let me just mention a little bit of the news um, as of July 27th. So, Royal Caribbean is launching a new muster safety drill. Um, which, you know, if you know anything about musters, um, muster drills on a ship, that means everybody uh, has to uh, go to a certain area of the ship uh, in case you have to abandon ship or go, you know, when it's some kind of emergency. And I guess Royal Caribbean is doing um, a new type of muster drill. It will no longer see guests gather uh, with the rest of the onboard cruisers on the first day of sailing. Um, to go over the muster process or the emergency exit process, um, Royal's guests will be able to complete the drill on an individual basis with a new app, and uh, on on your mobile devices and TV staterooms. It's called E Muster, which will allow you to uh, review all the safety info prior to sailing, and then you'll. Go to your assigned assembly station where you'll be checked in by the ship's crew and where they'll answer questions uh, before or you will answer questions before being approved. So this kind of avoids, you know, the big herd of people, you know, gathering in one spot and uh, just waiting and waiting around. Um, I know I had to do that with Carnival and it was kind of a big, you know, wasted (laughs) I have to say, it was a big waste of time. I don't think they did it very or- in an organized way. But um, So this, I think, will definitely uh, be something that uh, cruise fans will be very happy to to do. So um, let's see. Another thing, Walt Disney World uh, is, let's see, there's an update with resorts and hotel openings. I know love, a lot of people out there love Disney. So anyways, um, so yeah. I think that uh they're they're giving uh schedules as to when uh these resorts will be open uh for instance on july 29th disney's caribbean beach resort um 24 august 24th the yacht club resort september 21st the Glen, grand floridian uh october 4th polynesian village october 14th coronado springs november 1st art of animation so um so it doesn't sound like all of the 24 resorts in uh, Walt Disney World will be opening. It looks like they'll probably keep them staggered. But again, since this is Florida, I'm not sure if I would really want to go to Disney World at this point. So, um, you know, I think I'm just gonna, if I were to recommend anyone going to Disney World, I would probably recommend it for next year. So, Um, so there, and that's about it for this episode and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And, uh, next week's episode will be, uh, on, uh, why you should use a travel agent. Um, especially now after, uh, COVID and, uh, um, with all the difficulties there were with uh, changes to travel plans and cancellations, and uh, just having an advocate by your side in this whole, you know, travel planning process, uh, should uh, should definitely be something that you consider. So, thanks for listening. Um, give me uh, a great review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And subscribe and tell your friends. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. Bye. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Sansei Traveler podcast this week. Until next time, stay safe, happy, and healthy, and happy travels wherever you go.